all the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. But after some discussion with my closest, dearest friends, I decided that I'd give it. Welcome into another episode of the Turn Fancy Y'all podcast. I am Andrew Putters. I'm with my buddy, Joe Nicely. Game five was a little disappointing. He's got the big A on right there, Atlanta Braves. We're, we're, we're knee deep in the, in the World Series. Game six coming up tomorrow night. But let's talk golf, Joe. Um, Tennessee had an off weekend. We're getting re-energized on that. We had the uh, Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Um, really kind of, I feel like the maybe not necessarily picking uh, all the players up top, but I feel like the tournament kind of played out the way we thought it would and the way we discussed last week. Um, Lucas Herbert Herbert wins the tournament, shoots, uh, gets 1,500, holds off P. Reed. Um, Danny Lee, who we, we mentioned last week, we thought would have a really good chance. Of course, the inevitable uh, Scott Stallings backdoor top five. Um, after barely six over after six holes on the open round, Joe, uh, what could have been right? Um, but uh, man, I actually, you know, two guys from from Knoxville, East Tennessee area in the top ten. Um, David Skins had a not not so great round there, and ending up four over on the last day to finish plus thirty four. Uh, Jaeger, a guy from UTC, finished top twenty. So uh, overall, a uh, good tournament for East Tennessee, where we're hailing hel- hel- from, Joe. Um, uh, did you get a chance to watch any of it? And if you did, what do you think? Uh, very little, man. Followed it a little bit there Thursday morning during those those wild weather conditions. A uh, ton of wind uh, to kick things off Thursday morning, and it kind of kind of threw the tournament for a loop. Saw a lot of guys playing catch up. Uh, saw a lot of guys dropping low scores over the weekend, kind of when the weather did fare up. Um, so yeah, just a really really weak field um, and, and toss in the wind as we expected. Uh, a lot of volatility there, man. And we talked about it last week. We knew that going in. Uh, kind of a light week for me. I only only played five lineups. Um, I had several. I think three of those were five out of sixes, so didn't really get anything going. Nick Cardi let me down last week. Um, so kind of disappointed with that. But uh, looking forward to this one, man. Uh, totally night and day. Uh, two tournaments in back-to-back weeks. The, the Bermuda Championship is about as – a week is filled as we see during the swing season. And, and this Mayakoba event is one of the stronger fields that we'll see. So um, kind of back to the, to the regular thing this week, AP last week was kind of a glorified KFT event. Uh, whereas this week we got some heavy hitters teeing it up. Absolutely, Joe. And, and you know, it's very important guys that we, uh, we look at these tournament histories. You look at, um, and I know last, last week we only had a couple of years to go by, but, you know, and look at the styles of golf these golfers are comfortable with. And just know, just here's an instance. You had Russell Knox, Ryan Gay, Graham McDowell, all finished in tied 12th, literally from nowhere. Um, and, and, of course, there's probably guys that finished there, – there's going to be guys that we could have pinholed for these type of courses that maybe didn't play well. But you, you really want to – that's why it's really important to diverse your lineups with a numerous amount of – what we like to call on this podcast, the green light guys and not the red light guys. And so um, and those definitely, those three were definitely green light guys on this style of golf course and this style of tournament. Um, 
But yeah, we can move on this. We can go ahead and move on right into the Mayakoba Golf Classic is what is formerly known, now known as the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. This is going to be played at the Playa de Carmen Quintana Ro Mexico in El Camaleon Golf Club. Par 71, 7,000 yards long, Joe. Uh, this tournament founded in 2007. It was, uh, it was the first uh, PGA uh, Tour event in Mexico this century. Um, uh, over the years, Joe, we've seen a different style, many different styles of golfers win this tournament. Uh, but I will say this, most of the guys you're going to see up top hit the driver straight, uh, that, that you've seen win this tournament. I'm not going to say that they're long hitters or they're short hitters or they're iron players, but they all hit the driver very straight. Let's just say that. Uh, that's just me looking up from the outside, looking in on a real quick look. Um, Joe, uh, this used to be a, uh, an opposite side event of the match play, and now it's turned into a regular event in the fall swing. Um, I, I feel like we're going to see, you know, 20 under, Joe, um, around that 18, 19, 20 under. Your thoughts on the golf course? Yeah, more than likely, man. Um, this this golf tournament's actually a really cool story, kind of how it's grown over the years, um, what it's become. Uh, in, in the swing season, kind of a staple event now uh, and almost kind of a destination event for some of these guys. I mean, you see a ton of Ryder Cuppers uh, will be teeing it up this week. Uh, you have to imagine it's uh, kind of a semi-vacation for them, uh, but it makes for a great feel for us. So I just kind of really like uh, my Coba, uh, kind of what it's turned into over the last three, four years. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, Andrew, about the golf course, um, some similarities to last week, honestly, uh, really short track by modern standards, just over 7,000 yards. As you mentioned, we need guys that are going to be in the fairway. Uh, we, we've seen kind of some of these, these plotters play well here. Matt Kuchar won a few years ago. Uh, we won't dive into the specifics of that win. Uh, Brendan Todd, um, and Victor Hovland, uh, despite being a young player is also very, very straight. Uh, hitter so uh, Hovland took it down last year so uh, that that's what you're going to kind of circle this week AP um, accuracy off the tee very sharp iron players um, I, I think course experience does help here a little bit this is kind of an interesting and different type of layout than we see from week to week uh, kind of during the regular season um, so I, I will be shading course history a little bit this week but overall man strong field uh, really fun golf course and Looking forward to diving into it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I do want to bring up before we get into the slate, be careful when you're making your lineups based on previous uh, finishes uh, because there, there was a time where the really, really elite golfers uh, literally did not play in this event uh, because of it was an opposite field of the match play. Uh, just actually, I guess last year was the first year it wasn't. So um, in saying that, you know, it's going to be hard. You know, if you see a guy here that's maybe finished top 20 in the last five years and you're like, oh, this guy's a sure thing, he probably didn't play against a field like this. So take that into mind a little bit. But I'm excited about this slate. And, and we, we're just going to start right here at the bat, 10K and up. This is definitely the cat's me out of the field. Um, Kepka and uh, Billy Ho, some reasons up there. Uh, Terrell Hatton, Tony Finau, Abe Anser, Vic Hovland, JT. I mean – Really, really good group of guys there, seven golfers. 
I do think uh, when you look at straight up talent wise, maybe three or four of them are, are maybe a little stronger on paper. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen some of these guys in a, in a few weeks now. Um, you know, this is a short fall swing, eight weeks. And so, uh, you know, we had the Ryder Cup mixed in there, Joe. And plus, you know, when you get into international travel, uh, you're dealing with different regulations. We're going to see uh, golfers or players take very several weeks off, and this is no different here. So, uh, Joe, out of these top seven right here, is there anybody you're leaning towards? Um, well, I think you got to mention uh, – we kind of want to touch on all these guys, Andrew, right, because it's such a such a much stronger field than we've seen in quite a while. Uh, I mean, when you compare this to last week, it's, it's almost comical, the difference. So um, – I think all these guys are certainly viable this week. I think you can tee any of these guys up. JT sticks out just as far as being kind of the elite of the elite in this field. He's the only player above 11,000 this week, uh, but kind of a disappointing year. I think even even JT himself would agree with that. Uh, did win the players, but disappointed in the majors. Uh, that was his only victory of last year. We've got a caddy change there, AP. I, I, I imagine Bones uh, will be on the bag this week. So that'll be interesting to kind of watch. JT had a T12 in this event last year. Uh, last saw him at the CJ Cup a few weeks ago. Uh, obviously played in the Ryder Cup, but it's been a really light schedule for him this fall. So JT's JT. You, you can feel comfortable rostering him, but you're going to have to pay for him this week. Uh, Victor Hovland's defending champion in this event. Kind of interesting. He, he missed the first two cuts of his career uh, in this event and then won last year, but... Uh, we know what type of ball striker he is. Uh, we love the kid on this show. I uh, love his prospects going forward, and and he's an interesting play again this week. Um, Abraham Answer is probably where I'm going to start a lot of lineups this week, Andrew. Really broke my heart, man, uh, a few weeks ago at the Shriners, but uh, you know I kind of went all in there, and, and looking back in hindsight, he was coming off a very extended break there. Um, so he does have a couple of knock the rest off starts. He he did play well in, in the follow up at the uh, was that the Zozo or the CJ Cup, um, um, where he had a uh, a really nice uh, bounce back week CJ Cup. Sorry, it's Monday, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, played really well. Kind of after that disappointing miscut at the Shriners at the CJ Cup, actually was kind of in contention there. Had a disappointing final round, but um, I like where his game is as he comes in here. And uh, a little stat I saw on Twitter today from Justin Ray. Over the last three years, Abraham Answer is a combined 41 under par in this event. Has went T21, T8, and T12 um, in his last three Mayakoba starts. Obviously, we got the kind of the home country narrative. Uh, Answer's a native of Mexico. That's where this tournament is. So a lot of things pointing toward but towards Abe this week. And I, and I will be in. We'll be starting a lot of lineups with him. Tony Finau... The, this track really doesn't seem to suit his game. We know that Tony's strength is is his ability off the tee. Um, that that kind of takes a back seat here, which which makes it surprising to see that he's went T uh, sixteen and T eight um, over his last three Mayakoba starts. There is a miscut in there, but you know Tony uh, can obviously win on any golf course, even though this one doesn't really suit his his game strengths. Uh, he's played well here, um, so it'd be interesting to see what Tony does. Terrell Hatton has been over in Europe. Uh, played well over there. Same can be said for Billy Horschel, who it's really, really surprising, Andrew. You mentioned surprising to see him up here at 10-1, man. But there's a couple of reasons why. He's coming off a win over in Europe a few weeks ago um, at the big BMW PGA Championship. That was a really big win for Billy Horschel. Um, and the course history here is fabulous, man. 
T5 last year, T8 the year before, and a T21 back in 19. Um, so Billy Ho has played extremely well here. Um, kind of circling back around to that Justin Ray tweet. Uh, the only person better than Abraham Answer in this field is Billy Horschel at 43 under over the last three years in this golf tournament. So um, kind of a little bit of sticker shock with him, but he, he's an interesting guy on this golf course coming in in good form. And then we got Brooks. Um, you know, man, it's just tough for me to pull the trigger in non-majors. Um, I know all the talent in the world is there. I, I don't know that this golf course is great for his game as it is. Um, he missed the cut in his Mayakoba debut last year. So I don't know that I'll have much Brooks um, other than maybe, you know, giving him a look at some leverage in GPPs or something. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also, I agree 1000% that I, I would be starting right there at Abe answer at 10, seven, but you know, I mean, it's just, it feels like you should get more than a $500, uh, 500 point, um uh, discount uh on him and jt and uh, like you said talent wise jt tony brooks probably your or probably uh, jt brooks tony one two three as far as talent goes yeah, and another thing about tony they'll probably throw vic in there too uh, yeah. you know maybe four yeah <clears throat> but you know thing about tony is like there's golf courses that don't set up but some reason he plays well on um and it could just be a comfort thing. I don't know. Uh, I, I like Tony on golf courses that he's had success at in the past because uh, he comes and just like it's like locked in, you know. So I, I, I guess if I'm starting here, I'm starting with Tony or, or Abe, and that's it. And this and these seven, uh, I can't see myself going anywhere else. I uh, don't mind Hatton. Uh, I feel like he's probably one of the least consistent guys out of this group overall, um, as far as winnability. Uh, or getting up there in the top, not winnability because Tony's only won one. But uh, uh, but anyway, hey man, that's something we've not really talked about much. Tony Tony hadn't we we hadn't talked about Tony much. Um, it seems like forever ago, man. But you know, just a little over a couple months ago, he he did get that big win at the Northern Trust. So you know, what's that going to do, kind of for his confidence? We hadn't really talked about Tony much um, just because, you know, it's been the swing season. We had the Ryder cup. He's not been teeing it up a ton, but you know, that, that maybe is something keeping the back of our mind. Is there, is there a newfound confidence there after that win at the Northern trust a couple of months ago? Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. Um, it probably could go one of two ways, you know, it could uh, fire him up and he could just explode or it could uh, get complacent and, and, and drop off. So great, great point there uh, with that. Uh, moving on down, the nine, 9K range is a little thin, uh, but there's some good players in here. Scotty Scheffler, Aaron Wise. Wise getting a huge pump on this uh, in the, against this field. P. Reed, Shane Lowry, Matt Wolf, Zalatoris, Taylor Gooch. I, Scotty Scheffler, Zalatoris, for me, are just jump off the page as far as why he's talent in this group. Um, Patrick played pretty decent last week. You never know when he's going. There's not a golf course that suits him uh, on paper. <laughs> There's not a golf course that doesn't suit him. So I feel like he's hit or miss. Um, but Zalatoris Sheffler, to me, jump off the page. Uh, don't really love it, though. Don't love it, Joe. Yeah, I, I agree. Those two guys, I mean, you can even throw Matt Wolf in there as far as talent. Um, they certainly stick out in this 9K range. But I, I don't know that they're my favorite place this week, Andrew, on this golf course. Um it's gross, man, but I find myself kind of wanting to swallow this Aaron Wise number. 
at 9,600. Uh, the guy had a runner up here last year, a T10 here two years ago, and he's been playing excellent golf in the swing season, man. I mean, you look, you look at his statistics um, over the last two, three months, there's a ton of green there. Uh, I mean, and he's gaining strokes in almost every facet of the game. Uh, his last three starts, his strokes gained T to green numbers, plus 5.6, plus 7.2, plus 6.1. Um, he's been doing it with the irons. The putter's been okay. That's always his his kind of weak point. Uh, we saw Victor Hovland win on this golf course last year. Wise Wise logged a run, runner up. The I don't know if we mentioned it this week uh, yet, Andrew, but these greens are past Palum greens, uh, which these guys very rarely see, and it can sometimes you know help these bad putters kind of kind of level the playing field a little bit. So I'm really really interested there in Wise. Um, Despite those big names that you mentioned, Scheffler, uh, Reed, Wolf, Salatoris, despite those guys being up there, man, um, Aaron, Aaron Wise draws my attention. And, and another guy that we could probably make the arguments over overpriced, but is playing really good golf at the moment, that's Taylor Gooch there at 9K. Um, coming in similar form to Wise and that he's playing extremely good golf, logged some good finishes, has looked really good in, in every facet. Uh, especially iron play. The irons have really been firing. He's gained over five strokes on approach in each of his last two starts. Um, had a fifth at the CJ Cup, a T11 at the Shriners, and a T4 at the Fortinet. So two top fives and three swing season starts for Taylor Gooch. Um, his strengths, his iron play, and that's going to play well on this golf course. Yeah, Taylor Gooch, I, like you said, though, I'm a little worried on the um... – his his ability to to go real low. You like him on tougher golf courses. I know you've mentioned that several times. Interesting to see how that works out. Um, moving on down the eight K range, Joe. Uh, starting to get this is starting to get juicy here. Tringale, Fitzpatrick, Garcia, Ricky Fowler, McNeely, Norin, Keegan Bradley, R, uh, Russell Henley, Miko Pereira, Bizon Hunt. Uh, lots of love in this range. Uh, Fowler took a step back. We were really high on him. I still feel like the, the cream is rising there, Joe. Um, I don't hate golf courses where he has to hit the driver straight. So I still like that play. But uh, there's a lot of talent right here, Joe, and a lot of guys really right there together. So uh, anybody – well, jumps off the page to me is going to be Fitzpatrick and Pereira. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, um, I think there are a lot of ways you can go, man. The 8K range always seems to be pretty interesting. Um, Fitzpatrick played okay last week, had a T30 uh, as, as the favorite and the highest price player in that field last week. Uh, you know, a field that he was kind of a, a step above as far as talent-wise. But uh, we, we had our concerns. He was coming off a big win over in Europe, um, had the travel and kind of the hangover from that. Now he's teeing it up for the, for the second week in a row traveling from Bermuda to Mexico, making his debut on this golf course. So um, even though Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick is talented and and on paper fits this course very well, there's some concerns there. Um, this is a golf course where Ricky can play well, and, and we've seen him play well. I had a runner up here back in 2018, uh, T16 in 2019. Of course, you can argue he's a different player at that time. Um, but overall, he's gained over 21 strokes total uh, in this tournament. So I think you can look at Rick, look at Ricky. Um, if you're kind of a believer in, in the direction he's headed. Uh, a guy I really like, Andrew, a guy I know you like. We talk about him a lot on this show. I always want to target him on short golf courses, and that's Maverick McNeely. Um, you can almost set your watch by him playing well on a, 
on a sub 7,200 yard golf course. And that's been the case here at Mycoba. T12 here last year, T26 a couple of years ago. Uh, We saw a really strong finish from him earlier in the swing season, kind of fell off a little bit, but I really like his chances to bounce back and play well here at 8,500. I'll be in on Mav Um, down at the bottom of the eights. You know, I love Mito. We talk about him every week. I'll be in again at 8,100. Um, and Russell Henley's a guy that, you know, seems to fit this golf course well, a really sharp ball striker. Yeah, Henley, uh, we, we love – we I, I love Henley on this course. I, the reason I'm kind of questioning him uh, is uh, we saw some monumental meltdowns on the fourth round last year, two different times. And name that I surprisingly didn't say, a good win player, play great in the Ryder Cup, Sergio Garcia Joe. Uh, I know you don't like that name <laughs> to be said out loud, but I mean it is what it is. Uh, I can see him playing well. Um, seven seven K range uh, is is more of what we usually see. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really good value here, uh, and really too many players to mention all of them. Uh, I will name a couple guys that I'm gonna be anti on. Uh, I'm, I will not be on Justin Rose with Gary Woodland. Some bets that you just kind of need to push the side for a little while, uh, maybe forever. Uh, but um, I'm interested to see on the bounce back on Brian Harmon had a great year last year, seemed to cool off towards the end. And um, Brendan Todd, defending champ, uh, Pat Perez, there's there's three, four defending champs in this range, Joe, uh, 7K and up. I'm looking for really good ball strikers, though. I, I would, I would, I would like to actually put some uh, Henrik Norlander in some in some lineups. Joe hits the driver very straight. See what can happen. I don't think his ownership is going to be that high. Uh, Luke Liss hits the ball very, very straight. Hits it long, but hits it straight. Um, like to see what he can do if he get the putter going at all. Joe, name a few out here in the seven K range. Yeah, I think I think you could name more than a few, Andrew. There's certainly no shortage of plays available uh, in the seven K range this week. As you mentioned, lots of guys with good course history. Uh, some guys coming in in good form. So uh, lots of selection here in the seven Ks, which is. Uh, kind of what we like as far as building rosters. Uh, we like when this 7K range is pretty friendly, um, and it appears it's going to be this week. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, I feel like you just kind of have to toss him out. Hadn't played great. Hadn't seen much from him lately, but at 7,800 in this field, uh, while it is a uh, rock-solid field, uh, still feels a little bit underpriced to me at 7,800 despite the lack of form. Uh, Seamus Powers, a guy coming in. The course, hit, course history to here doesn't blow you away. A uh, couple of missed cuts and hadn't played here in a few years, but uh, man, I love the form coming in, coming off another really solid week uh, in Bermuda last week. So I think you can look at Seamus Power, Carlos Ortiz, um, been a course history beast. Uh, we've got kind of the Mexico narrative there with him, uh, T8 and a T2 in his last two Mayacoba starts um, and played well in his most recent start in the swing season. Uh, same can be said for Emiliano Grio. Uh, man, this guy's a legend on this golf course. Uh, three top tens in his last five. Mayakoba starts uh, four top 15s in his last five. So, I mean, man, you got to love Emiliano Grillo uh, with that with that course history. Certainly catches my eye there in the mid sevens. Uh, you got Herbert coming off a win. Johnny Vegas has played well on this golf course. Uh, doesn't seem like a great fit for him on paper, but the course history says that he's able to handle this golf course. Um, HV3's had a very nice little swing season. Had a T6 here a few years ago. Other than that, the course history is not great, but I like where his game is. 
Um, and if we're talking about some carryover from Bermuda, Andrew, a uh, guy I really like that's played well on this course and played played well last week, had a strong weekend, Russell Knox there at 7,300. Um, I think you can certainly give him a look on this golf course. Um, you know, there's, you know, 10 or less golf courses a year where we're really going to consider Russell Knox. Um, this is certainly one of them near the top of the list. And, man, as, as you close out the seven Ks, I mean, it's just grinders galore. You mentioned Brian Harmon, Pat Perez, Matt Kuchar, former winner here, Kevin Streelman, uh, Stenson, Todd. I mean, these, these guys are just made for this kind of short plug-and-play golf course. Uh, we'll toss out Taylor Pendrith, the guy that uh, – Kind of fell apart a little bit, uh, if we're being honest. Last Sunday in the final round, went into uh, the Bermuda Championship final round with the lead. Uh, things didn't go his way, but he's a very young, talented player, and I think he'll bounce back at some point. I uh, don't know that it'll be this week, but but shout out Taylor Pendrith, man. Um, he's doing his thing, and he's going to make some noise uh, as we're moving forward. But uh, lots of lock in the 7Ks, Andrew. I, I could see myself going tons of directions in there this week. Um, as we move on through the week uh, into the research process, I'll try to narrow that down, but uh, certainly a lot of options there, man. 7K range, yeah, like I said, too many players to mention. Uh, should see a lot of good play in that range. 6K range, Joe. Um, a, lot of, a lot of good players down here, Joe. Uh, you know, CH3's had a lot, of, a lot of success here. I love Ryan Palmer on a golf course where it, has going to have some wind and and needs to hit the driver straight. Uh, Keith Mitchell played pretty well a few weeks ago. I think he's a little bit more of a streaky player. And uh, you know, a few years back, I would have said Ryan Moore is a no-brainer here, but I don't know. Um, but uh, a name I would like to say, and and the and the another name I would like to say, and and really the form is not there yet. But uh, this this is another golf course that Chris Kurt. Um, name would step out uh i don't like the form yet um graham mcdowell like we said last week plays well in the wind this is going to be the few tournaments that you're going to see him wish this golf course was a little harder because i would love molinari down here at 6600 if it was a little bit harder but it's not um same thing with Chez Reeve. davis riley played pretty well last week i'd like to see him play uh, again this week probably he's a green light guy malinati short golf course always going to like him joe 6k range a lot to like really yeah, man, there really is. I don't know if it's just kind of in comparison to what we saw at Bermuda last week <laughs> that these guys look so tempting down here, but uh, I think there are a lot of ways you can go, man. Uh, you mentioned several guys that I also like. Uh, Tom Hoagie there at 69. We've seen him play well, had a T3 here last year. Uh, we know he's dangerous when he gets going. Uh, you mentioned Charles Howell III, excellent course history. Has a couple of top 10s and a couple of top 25s over his last five starts. Danny Lee, a uh, great call last week, AP. You you shouted out Danny Lee, and and he came through. Do we try to, to kind of ride the heater this week um, on a golf course where he's got a runner-up a few years ago and and also a couple of top 25s on his Mayakoba resume? Uh, really interesting to think about trying to ride the hot hand with Danny Lee. Uh, Guido Migliozzi is a golfer that I really like. Uh, kind of been struggling. I, I thought maybe he's going to break out of his funk last week, but had a final round 77 at Bermuda. So uh, a little scared to go there, even though I really like that that price tag in this field. Uh, we, we saw Higo kind of try to bust out last week. Uh, 6,700 in this feels tempting. Thomas Dietrich is a guy 
a Euro Tour player that I really like. I think he's just a rock solid type of play that that fits this golf course well. There's not any course history, but uh, on paper, this is a really good fit for Dietrich. I feel uh, it, it's Grayson Sig season AP sixty six hundred. Uh, this is where I love to see him, man. Uh, finally came through for me last week. Played really, really well. Um, and I like this fit. I, I think Micah was a nice fit for Grayson Sig's game. And I can't roster him fast enough at 6.6K. Um, and there's some more as we move on down. I mean, we, we kind of always like to reiterate, you're looking for upside down here. Uh, when you start shopping in the sixes, uh, you know, upside's all that you're looking for. Um, guys that can that guys that can pop for a random top 10 uh, that, that's what you're trying to find down here and I think there's certainly some guys in this field I'll, I'll shout out one uh, stone minimum guy in there down at 6k Eugenio Lopez Shikara um, he's a player at Oklahoma State very talented young man uh, played here a couple of years ago on a on a sponsor's exemption and he's back on a sponsor's exemption um, he played in the uh, Sanderson and actually made the cut earlier this year so i think you can look at him uh, we know what type of players that oklahoma state program uh develops so i, I think he's the next one uh young man from spain that that's going to be a really really big time player here in the next few years um so that's kind of my random guy for the week man <laughs> randomness from joe gotcha okay joe where's your uh, where's your heart at this week oh man Sounds crazy with all the talent in this field. Uh, that's what you're going to hear all week about how talented this field is. Uh, and with all these heavy hitters, man, I'm, I'm kind of surprisingly going to go with Aaron Wise. Um, I, I love the form. Um, the statistics are great. The course history is great. Um, the price I don't love, but I think it'll keep his ownership down in GPPs a little bit maybe. Um, so I'm going Aaron Wise. I'll tell you my heart. Now, we did say heart with that, Joe, right? That's where your heart is? Yeah, yeah my heart's going with Aaron Wise, man. That, maybe it could be a dart throw, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just – like I said before, coming into this uh, early on, that some, there's golf courses that Tony Finau just plays well at. So, I'm going to go with that talent alone. I'm hoping that that, that victory back in August jumpstarts his, uh, his career and in, 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 in a lot of wins. Um my dart throw of the week, Joe. I'm gonna slide down here to 7,300. I'm I'm always gonna take a dip at uh, Brian Harmon at 7,300, Joe. Uh, it's just too good of a price for him. I thought, I thought you were gonna take my guy. No, uh, when you said 7,300, I'm going to wrestle Knox. I like we're, it. I like it, Joe. We're, I, we're I, out there. We're out there in the same ballpark, Andrew. Uh, Russell Knox. Basically, any golf course that's short with wind and plus also sawgrass. I'm gonna, He's gonna be in the roster. That I have, so I like I like that play, Joe. I'm a big Russell Knox fan, even though the guy cannot put a lick. I, I still like him. So, hey man, it, this, this Emiliano Grillo's played great here. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm this, this is one golf course where I'm not scared to roster bad putters. Um, so uh, you know, I think that's something you can look at. Um, you know, some of these golf courses putting is very important. Uh, you know, we we know it's the most volatile thing from week to week in PGA DFS. Um, sometimes we're, we want to give it a little bit of weight and sometimes we're willing to throw it out the window. And, and this is one of those weeks I think, uh, it's pretty low on the totem pole. Well, I, I hope so, Joe, if you're going with Russell Knox. So, but anyway, uh, and Aaron Weiss. And Aaron, yeah, you're literally going with two of the worst putters in the field. I appreciate it. Uh, 
you know, uh, if you like what you heard, guys, hit the like button right now. Subscribe, share with your friends. Talk, come shout out. Give us a shout out on Twitter. We'll, we'll respond. Hit the slack up and Rotoballer. Speaking of helping us out, Rotoballer.com, Joe. What we got going on right there for the rest of the swing season? Yeah, man, uh, golf's winding down, but you can still go over there and sign up right now. You can get our best price of the year right now, um, and we're gonna have a little bit of a quiet time in December, but. Uh, you sign up right now, and it's going to take you all the way through next year's uh, Tour Championship, the 2022 Tour Championship. You can use my promo code NICE, N-I-C-E, and that'll get you that deal for less than 65 bucks. Um, you can also use that promo code to check out our NFL premium content. Um, we got NBA going over there. My, my man Thunder Dan is, has been on fire in NBA this year, so if any of you guys want to jump into that, I, I certainly recommend going over to Roto Baller and checking out Thunder Dan stuff. There you go, folks. Rotoballer.com, best players in the world for your daily fantasy needs. I'm Andrew Putters. That's Joe Nicely. Thank you, Rotoballer.com, for everything you do. And you have listened to the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. I've already hit three in the lake. It's going to drive me. It's going to drive me.